Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horneman, aka The Thyroid Fixer. Also, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health-related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. Remember, I fix your thyroid, I fix your hormones, I fix your life. So let's get started. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. So many of you know, and I've brought you success stories, stories of hope before, and sometimes they're my patients, sometimes they're outsiders that I've met and I've heard their story. And it's just so compelling that I feel we have to pass it along. I have to pass it along to you because anytime, and you've heard me before, preach the message of having hope and not giving up, never ever giving up on yourself or your health, never accepting the word normal as a term, as you, as taking that on as almost a way to give up and, and a way to throw in the towel. If you're listening to your doctors tell you that you're normal and you still have symptoms and you're still struggling, then it's time to wake up and listen to your body and do something about it. But at the core of that, you have to have hope. So my guest today is Marcella Hill. She actually has, and I didn't mean, didn't use this term jokingly. She has a full Facebook group called Wake Her Up. And it is a movement that came out of her own struggle with hormones. She's going to tell you her story. And it came as a way to bring that hope and education and information, real information to groups of women so that you, my listeners, you all out there in Marcella's group, you can learn and you can be empowered and you can take that next step to take your health to the next level. So Marcella, thank you so much for jumping on today. And I'm super excited to share your story. Well, I am so excited that you have joined the movement, that you've been here learning what we need so much help with. And I, it's just a privilege to be in this space and learning how women wake up and actually feel alive. It's incredible privilege to be here. Thank you for having me. I mean, you do so much for women and it all came from your own pain to purpose story. So we have to start there. I mean, tell everyone what you went through and kind of what led you here today. Well, it is a crazy story, but sadly it is so insanely common. 
and I had no idea. So I, I'm going to sum it up. I was 35, started feeling tired, started feeling just meh, you know, I'm a pretty motivated person and I could not figure out what was going on and started listening to all the motivational podcasts and trying to work out and all the things that are supposed to make us feel better. Just kept going along. The one thing that triggered me the most was I had no sex drive at all. We're not talking like low sex drive, like none. (laughs) I just could live forever with not ever doing that again. And it just didn't matter how romantic my husband was, how much he helped around the house. You know, I could blame a bajillion things on it. And even if they got fixed, it just didn't matter. We went to therapy and still body did not care. And I tried all of it. I drank wine. We did gummies. We like, I mean, the candles, the toys, you know, spicing (laughs) it up, all of the things, long weekends, you know, way, I just all of it and just nothing. It just felt like a chore. It felt like I was making myself do it. And it was, it really bothered me. You know, I honestly thought maybe I don't love my husband anymore. And that was the thing that was going to destroy my marriage. And it is the thing that dove me into going and actually getting help, which is kind of silly because I didn't even realize how badly my body hurt, how much I wasn't sleeping, you know, but for some reason, if it's affecting your marriage, (laughs) that's the thing. But I laid in bed for a weekend and was so depressed. I couldn't get out. And that is the thing that scared me the very most. I'm just not that way. I thought maybe I have depression. I reached out to a group of friends and I said, where do I go for antidepressants? I have no idea. I guess this is what we're doing now. And luckily a friend in that group said, you know, you sound like me. You should go get your hormones checked. And I was like, oh, well, I already did that. You know, a couple of years ago, I went to my gynecologist She checked my hormones, said I was fine. And she said, yeah, no, that happened too. You're going to need to go somewhere else. And I was like, okay, whatever, wherever we need to go. I didn't really care. And I went and saw a functional medicine doctor who does hormone replacement therapy and not covered by my insurance. It felt very different. And at that point, I just didn't care. I was like, just do anything And so I started testosterone and progesterone and one night in, I slept all night. I didn't even know that that was an adult thing that you could do. (laughs) No, I just thought, oh, busy mom, entrepreneur, like we just wake up four to six times a night. Like that's just the thing that- Totally normal, totally normal, right. I mean, it's not like sleeping all night. Just if that's the only benefit that I had, that would have changed my life. So slept all night. And then about a week into it, I started recognizing that I had this even level of energy, not like a caffeinated energy, just generally happy. Like I wasn't counting down the hours to bedtime. It was eight o'clock. And I could tell I was still engaged. I was still available. (laughs) You know, it wasn't done. And that was very surprising. The biggest surprise and biggest benefit was about two months in, I started realizing my body didn't hurt. And so I started walking again. And I used to run half marathons 
quite frequently. And I had gotten to a point where I couldn't even take long walks. My body hurt so badly. And I started walking and I'd walk further and further and further. And the next day I'd wait for the hurt to start and it didn't. So then I dared to go for a jog and I'll never forget that. I was jogging down by the lake and just tears like streaming down my face. I still get emotional because it just felt like, oh my gosh, like I'm 40 and I don't have to start dying. You know, I, I wasn't afraid to live another five years. I wasn't afraid of my body just breaking down for the rest of my life. I had it back. I could run again. And that was just, I don't know how to describe that. It's like waking up as a superhero, you know, when you thought you were going to die. And, um, and then about four months into hormone therapy, I was still questioning my marriage, still questioning my libido. And then one day, I don't know what the hell happened. (laughs) But something in my brain flipped on and it was like I was 20 years old again. And I was like, you're going to need to call in sick to work because we're going to be busy all day. And I just was, it just lit my soul on fire, which I mean, that dove me into understanding sexuality and like exploring pleasure. And I mean, that just lit up my whole piece of me that I didn't know existed. I had never explored it. You know, I have an 18 year old, so I feel like my libido has been dead for 18 years. And now I've, you know, I'm 40, I'm a grown ass woman. And now I'm like, Oh, what is this thing called pleasure? What is this Mm -hmm. necessary for my life? And, and so, yeah, I'm here we are. And that's my personal story of hormone therapy. And, uh, that doesn't even get you into like where I went down the rabbit hole and uh, where we're in the community, but that's my hormone therapy story. Yeah, no, we'll we'll go down that rabbit hole, but I want to stay here for a second because it's interesting because of how young you were that you lost your libido. And this really speaks to how a hormone imbalance can impact so many different areas of your life. So here we have it slowly impacting your marriage and you're literally thinking maybe this will end because of how things are with my libido. Maybe I don't love him anymore. Maybe I'm not attracted anymore. And I'm sure in his mind, if we interviewed him, he'd be like, yeah, I thought like maybe she wasn't attracted to me anymore. Maybe, you know, there just wasn't something there anymore. So here we have hormones affecting your marriage. Then of course it starts affecting your body and your joints and literally taking away your joy. And I'm sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, but just kind of reading into your story because I know how I would feel it starts permeating your mind to where you can't focus on your business as an entrepreneur because you're thinking about your health and your marriage and like, what is wrong with me? Why is my body rebelling against me? You just can't put the focus, time and attention into the things that you need to, whether it's going for a run because you're in pain spending time with your husband because you don't want to, or focusing on growing your business because you're just not there. Like, it's almost like you just don't care anymore. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, it can go so many different ways. I think on one hand for me, I got almost like obsessive about certain things because it was the only thing that I could do. So I was like bailing on my body, bailing on my mental health, and then just like, I couldn't even show up for my family. So it was like, all I could do was my business. You know, it was just, it just got so out of whack and you just don't feel like yourself. And I also think this is important too, because obviously being the thyroid fixer, I focus on the thyroid, but 
a core component of that is hormones. So it's really, whenever I talk, it's thyroid and hormones, thyroid and hormones. And I love your story because there's no thyroid component involved, right? There right. was no, right. Okay. So it was just hormones we're talking about. Yeah. So now we're seeing the humongous impact that just hormonal deficiency or imbalance can have on the body. So now we, we've removed the thyroid aspect. Your thyroid was fine. Now we're just looking at those sex hormones, the estrogen, the progesterone, testosterone. And for you, it was the P and the T mm -hmm. that were off enough to literally steal your life. So I think that that's, that's an important component here because I, it's almost like maybe we don't give enough love to the sex hormones. We kind of throw them in over here. Like, yeah, let's look at thyroid. Let's look at hormones over here. But now we're hyper-focused on the hormones with you. And that, that was the key. That's what turned the light switch on and literally changed your life. Literally, it changed everything. I mean, from my work, I mean, now, you know, where the space that I'm in, but just physically and mentally, it brought me back. So what were you doing back then for work? And then what made you shift basically your whole career into now helping women? <laughs> well, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've owned several different businesses, built businesses. I love finding problems, making things and creating you know, something to fill needs. And I've owned worldwide toy brand before I owned my parents company called love woolies up until literally last month when it closed for the first time in 15 years. So up to that point, I was making repurposed woolly mittens and fun, cozy accessories from old wool sweaters and built a beautiful brand doing that. Loved it, you know, did the whole entre entrepreneur thing, spoke at conferences, did lots of um, coaching for other small business owners, loved every second of it. And then, you know, all of this is going on. I didn't have a presence on social media as far as my personal, I didn't have a personal brand, let's say that. <laughs> and my sister was going for it on TikTok. And she kept saying, hey, you got to get on TikTok. And I was like, oh, no, like, that's not for 40 year olds. That is not my spot. And yeah, so uh, here I am. I have this story. I had a TikTok account just to follow my sister. Mm -hmm. And it was where I kind of dumped the extra stuff in my life that like was just no, neither here nor there. And one random day I shared what I just shared with you. Yep. And that night in uh it was like two or three days that video went to nine million views holy cow well that just tells you how many women are suffering out there yeah i yeah. mean to have a video go viral is one thing to have hundreds of thousands of comments of women across the world say wait i feel dead inside my doctor said my hormone levels are normal too where are we going what do we do? Help me. I'm dying. Like it was so overwhelming. I felt like I had broke the matrix. I did not understand what I was looking at. I had emails and messages just overwhelming asking, what did you do? And where do we go? And where are we getting? And so then that led me down the insane rabbit hole of why don't women know about hormones? Why don't we know about perimenopause? Why don't we know these symptoms? Why are doctors telling us that we're normal when we feel like we're dying? Right. And I found out that 
basically doctors don't study hormones, which is insane. And we all thought that our gynecologist was going to help us through perimenopause and menopause, but they don't know how to do that. They don't even know the symptoms. Some doctors aren't even willing to test your hormones. I mean, it just got crazy. I just, I still can't believe that this is the state of our world. And so I kept making videos, kept talking to people, kept hearing stories, kept sharing their stories. And I kept contacting people like you and asking, what is happening? (laughs) So the universe decided that I was going to be a spokesperson. Yeah. Very menopause. And here we are. I am now a TikToker, apparently. Now you're a TikToker. Yeah. I still haven't gone there yet. Maybe you'll drag me with you. But now you had mentioned something that I think is very important to touch on the spiritual awakening part. How important was that? aspect on your healing journey? And was that book written as you were going through the hormone therapy and as your body and libido were waking up? So it was written three years prior. So oh my gosh. Okay. What happened was I felt like crap, right? I had gone to my doctor. She said, you're normal. And I was like, well, it must just be me, right? Like we got to figure out what to do. I had gotten to a place in my life. I had gone through a horrible divorce and then gotten remarried. We had a blended family. You know, I had a teenager that I was trying to figure out how to deal with that. It just felt like anytime anything went bad or went wrong, I was finding myself in the corner, crying, feeling broken, feeling like I had failed, trying to put myself back together, find myself again, right? Like muster the strength to go like, find myself again, like the umpteenth time. And I, something just snapped. I just got to a breaking point where I thought like, I literally do not have it in me to rebuild myself every damn day that someone doesn't like me. You know, every time my bank account is low, I can't be questioning who I am, right? Every time my husband decides to leave or cheat on me or my house blows up, like I can't lose myself every time. And I just went down a path of trying to find some peace, some serenity, a version of myself that would not break a version of myself that I could wake up in the morning, a whole person and go to bed, a whole person. Even if people were mean to me that day, right? Like even if everything went away and I started meditating, I started sitting with myself, learning to turn off thought, learning to sit in peace and listen to my soul. And I started writing my stories from past and current as to what I was learning about listening to my soul. I started practicing listening to her and what would happen when I did, which was insane. It would always blow my mind. And as I was doing that, I remember my soul saying, we're going to write a book. And me just like, no, we're not. Nobody <laughs> no, <cares."> no. <laughs> Well, see, that's that negative voice in your head. Oh, yeah. That's like, Like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. I see it as like my human thoughts of doubt and then like my real soul, my real self. And, you know, luckily I kept writing. I kept writing thinking you're insane. That's not going to be a thing, but okay. And I kept writing, kept writing. And then I remember being like, hey, we're going to publish it. And I was like, that's funny. And, you know, the universe just kept going. I was like, nobody's going to read this. The book launched uh, last year in August, and I want to say maybe 40 people bought it, you know, like 
my family, my friends. Yay. Well, during that same time, totally not related in my brain, I shared my story on TikTok. Right. And then all of a sudden, millions of women show up. Came together. Here we are in this like wake her up community. I had to go back and add in my story of hormones because I, I didn't even realize that that was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And a few weeks after I had shared that story, women had ran out to get hormone therapy and came back and started commenting. Thank you for waking me up. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, Oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> like, I just, it is like the universe collided yeah. and there it was. It's like, if you build it, they will come type of thing. You know, I just doubted it the whole time, but I still did it. And then all of a sudden, here we are. I mean, almost a million followers. There's the 34,000 women in the group and we've sold thousands of the book. And I always say that my soul woke up before my body and my soul felt so alive and so at peace. And it didn't fit in this body that felt broken and dead. And that I think is the essence of wake her up. It is the essence that you can't just wake up your body because if you do that, and your soul is still in trauma and doesn't know who she is and you don't know how to listen to your soul, then you're going to cycle through the same issues. You're going to be stressed out still. You're going to still doubt yourself. You're going to still get into bad relationships that are unhealthy, which is going to affect all of your hormones. Like You're going to go around and around. And so we want to speak to you as a whole being, right? Like mind, body, and soul. One thing we've got to feel good inside of ourselves wake up, trust your soul. And then let's build a body that matches that soul. That's what we're doing. Right. So I'm going to pause and Barbara Walters you for a moment. What if you didn't find the answer? What if, so I want you to go back to that time where you had no libido. You thought everything was crumbling. The book was already written at that time. So you had gone through your, your spiritual journey. But now you were given a new challenge in your life. What if you hadn't found help? Where do you think you would be right now? I think it would have kind of faded away. You know, I would have slowly gotten too tired to do anything about it, honestly. You know, I would have been scrambling around, listening to the next book, listening to the next book, going to the next conference, trying to listen, you know, just running myself into the ground, trying to work out, get smaller eat better. You know, it would have been the same cycle, even though I had peace in my soul and had found this kind of self-awareness, my body is like, you know, you can only drive a car so far with no wheels, right? Like your car could be feel great. And you could be like, yeah, exact car I want, but you can only go so far. I think I would have, I would have been exactly where I was felt kind of dead. And the reason I asked that is because I know just in those few sentences that you just said, so many women are resonating with you because so many of them stop. And that's why I said in the beginning, I want this to be another story of hope, another push for women to keep going and not give up. And in you saying that, I think a lot are resonating with where you would have been. Just, you know, another supplement, another diet, another book, another podcast, trying to be okay. Like you said, you you found peace and I have no doubt that you did and that many other women are, are finding that peace and where they are. 
but they don't have to just like you did not accept. They don't have to accept the symptoms that they're dealing with as kind of the condition for the rest of their life. There is an answer. They just need to keep going and find that answer. I think that what you just said is true. I think a lot of women, when you find a peace in yourself, you do kind of have this acceptance and this presence of being with whatever is. You're very present. And I think a lot of people just accept what is. And I think that is maybe where I would have ended up where I was like, well, you know, my pain is going to teach me something. You know, I accept that this is my space and time right now. Right. And I just would have been. And what's so sad about that is that it makes all the difference in the world when women can show up in their life, vibrant and alive and awake when you can be in a body that allows your soul to live on the outside, that changes the world and it changes everyone around you. And, but I have seen the opposite as well. I have seen women not be willing to do the inside work, not be willing to go to therapy, not want to deal with trauma, not want to deal with addiction or recognize bad relationships and think, put the testosterone in and we're going to be fine and it will fix all the things. And then they go and they spend the money and they do the work and they feel good in their body. And then it will cycle through. They'll be like, wait, this isn't working anymore. Or I still feel stressed out or I still can't sleep. And it's, you know, your body can override your spirit and your spirit can override your body. Like it can go both ways. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to understand where you're at and be really honest with yourself. If you're fixing all of your physical things, but you know, you've never dealt with your trauma and it keeps showing up in your body. You're going to have to get real honest with that. No, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that's an important message to get out there that it's not just about hormones. You know, we can throw the hormones on. And I say this all the time on this podcast. I can, I can give you the hormones. I can give you the thyroid. I can give you all the things that will fix the biology, but if you're eating like garbage, if you're eating the standard American diet, if you're not sleeping, and just like you said, if you're not dealing with the spiritual aspect or the trauma component, it's not all going to work. You might get relief for a short period of time, but then it's all going to resurface again. So what do you see in the group, Marcella? Do you see a lot of women coming in and experiencing that like woo, in the beginning and then, hey, wait, why are my symptoms coming back? And you kind of have to intervene or your specialist in the group that maybe deal with spirituality or trauma, the mind-body connection. Do they come in and like, hey, there's some things here that you need to deal with. How do you address that? I love this question. The group has turned into exactly what the group wanted it to turn into. I had no intention that this group would be this. Right. I didn't sit down and plan it out. The women showed up and did what they needed to do. And they support each other the way they want to be supported. And we're just here to like guide it along. But what happens naturally is that women come for a quick fix. Of course, they're like, help me now, give me the pill. Right. They're going to run out to a doctor. They're going to get the their thyroid fixed or, you know, whatever it is. They're going to start on the hormones. And a couple months down the road, they're going to be like, well, like I had a great boost and it was so good, but like, I'm not getting it now. And that's where the real conversations start happening. That's where like, oh, are you married to an 
abuse of husband, right? Like that's right. where like it all starts coming out, right? Like, oh, well, I actually have been part of this crazy religion that has really messed up my belief system in sexuality. Like, okay, well, that might be playing into your libido problem, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is where you'll see what will happen is we'll have a viral video go. Thousands of women will dump in in a matter of days and you'll watch all of the posts start being like, help, help, help. And then over at the matter of like a few weeks and months, the whole conversation starts shifting into like, I feel amazing. Like, look at all of this. And then we'll like have another layer a few weeks later of like in-depth, let's get to the trauma. Let's deal with your actual shit, you know, so yep. that we can sustain what you're doing because it's not the hormones or the thyroid things that you're doing with your doctor aren't working. Right. It's the stuff that you're not willing to talk about <laughs> that is keeping you in this cycle. And it is amazing to have a safe place where women can talk about sexuality. They can talk about faith. They can talk about not finding joy. Like what is fun comes up a lot. (laughs) A lot of women are like, so what do we do for fun now? Right. Because they feel good and they're realizing they have no hobbies. They're realizing when's the last time we went and just did something fun. So we have people post about their backpacking trips and skiing again and just trying new things. It is thrilling. It's so fun to see. So yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such an important aspect too. Fun. So, you know, I mean, we hear it even as entrepreneurs from business coaches, you know, make sure that you're focusing on your business, but you have to have fun. But from a a health perspective, we tend to lose that aspect and we lose the focus on it because we're so focused on what are you eating? And are you sleeping? And are you pooping? And are you taking your supplements? Are you taking your drugs? Are you taking them? Okay, what about fun, right? And you're you're bringing up some very very key components in health and in in achieving better health, the spiritual aspect, the trauma aspect, and now fun aspect. So I'm so happy you brought that up because it, it's something that we don't talk about enough. We don't we talk should. about it. We should. So in my book, there is a chapter when we talk about joy is your air, and without it, you aren't living. And I recognized that it was really bad at just having fun and just doing things for the mere pleasure of just, it's joyful. And there was a time in my life where I was going through a horrible divorce and I, in my past had been a dancer and I asked myself like, okay, like what's the thing that's going to help us feel any level of joy. And I volunteered to coach at a high school for their dance team. And in the middle of my life falling apart, I was, I got that job and I would show up. Like I would go from Jerry Springer land at my house thinking I didn't exist anymore. And I was like this horrible human and I'd show up and dance. And it literally saved my life. Like it helped me know that I existed and it brought a smile on my face. And all of a sudden, instead of worrying about my life blowing up, I was creating dances and listening to Britney Spears and watching videos. And it just helped me exist through that. And I, I am such an advocate for joy and pleasure because it is the thing that helps you feel alive. You know, you can be big and small, but you have a million people that are really small and have no joy. 
mm-hmm. and they don't feel alive. Uh, just last week, I've been wanting to go country dancing for years. Nice. And I, uh, you know, I was just waiting for my husband to take me and he's never did. And I was really mad about that. <laughs> and finally it was my birthday. And I thought we're going to the Western dance club and got my cowboy boots on. And I showed up. Well, you know, thankfully my body doesn't hurt, so I can. Right. And I cannot describe to you the level of aliveness that I got to feel on that dance floor. I didn't know I was a country dancer. I've literally <laughs> never country danced in my life. But it's one of those moments I was like, my soul is telling me that we're going to need to go country dancing. Uh-huh. And boy, did she, she was right. She was right. And I felt on fire. I mean, we sit here and we think that, you know, joy is extra or it's going to happen when our kids are older or it's not worth the money or the time or it's selfish. The joke is when you have little kids, like let's say you have an eight-year-old and they don't have people, they don't have friends. They don't really know who they are. They're losing confidence. You go and sign them up for everything. Like, okay, maybe karate, maybe karate will be the thing. Maybe piano, maybe singing. Let's put them in an acting class. You just sign them up for a bunch of stuff because you don't really know what the thing is that's going to like light them up and find their people. The joke is we get to 40 and somehow we just forget or we don't apply that to ourselves. Right. If you don't know who your people are and you don't know what your thing is, just go sign up for a million things. Like try a whole bunch of stuff, right? Like run, sing, dance, play, paint, garden, all of it. Just try it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to find your thing and you're like, oh, I'm alive now. It, I just... It's funny that we don't apply it to ourselves because we're doing it with our kids. Well, it's but- the excuses though. So, you you, you yeah. know, you hit 35, 40, you start with the excuses and they just tend to build as you move into your 50s and 60s of, I don't have time. I need to do this instead. So the excuses just continue to come and they'll always be there. And I'm not saying that the excuses are not valid. They might be valid, but they're also holding you back from, achieving that next level or finding that joy. So we follow are the people that are like going for it, right? They're the people that are like, screw it. I'm 80, whatever. I signed up for the dance class and now I'm dancing. Like, right. We follow people that are going for it and living. We're not following people that are just like doing the same thing everybody else is doing. That's not what we're doing. Like we need to feel alive. We want to feel alive. Yeah. It's yeah. not like I had a million dollars and all of a sudden, like it made sense to you know, leave my family on a Friday night and go to Westerner, you know, like I had to make a schedule and go and it was always available and I just needed to show up. It was 10 bucks, you know? Right. Well, kind of piggybacking off of that on, on the excuses and on the money thing, you said something in our interview together that really stuck with me. And I was actually telling a friend afterwards and I was like, she said this so perfectly. I'm going to try to remember how did she put that? And it was about investing in yourself. So whether it's line dancing lessons, drum lessons, piano, whatever it is, or it's taking that next step to work with somebody who knows what the hell they're doing with hormones, with thyroid. And it is an investment. We know that. I mean, you went through it. You're not going to get the help. You didn't get the help from your PCP who takes your insurance, right? right. It, it took you investing. And you said something so profound. I want to catch that and put it on here. And you were talking about mortgages and our car payment. So I'm going I'm to hand that over to you. What <laughs> made you at that young age as things were seemingly falling apart? I mean, you could have easily used the excuse of, listen, I don't have the money 
to invest in myself. I need to focus on my business. I need to put it here. I need to put it there. I need to pay my bills, but you didn't. You invested it in yourself and now you're just thriving and just changing lives everywhere. So please speak on that. Well, I will say, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I I take risks and I know that it takes money to make money, kind of a, you know, deal. And um, I, I didn't have the money. I slapped it on a credit card and I was like, I just don't care. Like I've put, I've take, taken bigger risks before, <laughs> you know, I just had to do something. I put many months of hormone therapy on credit cards. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that is the biggest stopping point that I see in all of the comments is that it's not covered by insurance. Only rich people can do this. And what I want to say to that is most people will take out a mortgage to live in a home that you're going to feel safe in, that's a healthy space to be in, that you can raise a family, that you can show up in, that you can have your stuff in, that you can live. You have to get a car so you can actually show up to work. I mean, it would be crazy not to have a car in this day and age, right? Like that would be insane. Like you couldn't even have like a real life. And I think it's crazy that we don't recognize or we're not taught your body is your home. Your body is literally your vehicle. Like without your body, you can't go to work. You can't have relationships. You can't show up to life. And then we're like, oh, $200 a month or whatever it is, right? Like $500 a month, $1,000 a month, whatever it is. We're like, oh no, I guess only for the rich. Well, we don't want to say that like only the rich people live in a house. Only rich people have a car. No, you like figure out how to live in the world. Your body is literally the only thing you have. It is the place that you will live forever. I just, I didn't know. And and now that I know, I can confidently say, like, spend whatever the hell you got to spend to feel alive because then that is the thing that allows you to go get a new job, to kick out your mean husband so that you can go and build a life for you and your children. It is the thing that is going to allow you to go on vacations, make more money, do whatever you got to do. You're stuck wherever you are because your body is not working. Your brain is not working right. So why wouldn't you put it into the thing that allows you to go and do all the things? We never were told that we should or could, or many, many, many women raised us, our mothers never put a dime into their body. And so we think that we're going to suffer ourselves in honor of our mothers, Mm -hmm. right? Like she did it and she suffered. So now I'm going to need to suffer in honor of my mother because who am I to get to feel good when she has lost all her health and raised me that do it, feel good in honor of your mother. Do that, right? Like she didn't know. I wish my grandma had this because my grandma now suffers from dementia mm-hmm. and it's horrible to watch horrible. and the studying and the knowing of what I've seen if you can optimize your hormones if you can do all of these things it greatly reduces your chances for dementia and I would have given anything for my grandma to have a chance of just maybe, maybe not doing what she's doing now. And so we got to start somewhere, right? Like we have to start somewhere and maybe someday it will be covered. Maybe someday it won't be so expensive, but it is what it is right now. You know, we don't, 
We don't go to a car lot and be like, how come cars aren't covered? Like these, this is a necessity of life. How come it's not just like provided by the government? We don't even think that. Mm-hmm. But then it's our own body. We're like, how come the government isn't helping us cover it? Like, just pay what you got to pay. Like, go feel good. Why are we waiting for the government to figure it out? Right. We don't care. Right. And if the last three years have taught us anything, the government doesn't really want you to live a long, healthy life. So you might need to invest in yourself. But Marcella, that was, I, I, I want to circle back to your gram and uh, I mean, powerful mic drop, powerful statement, because I didn't even think about that. I, I sometimes will share that my mom died of Alzheimer's and just like you're seeing with your gram, it's it's the worst thing that you can see. And we know that hormones protect the brain. We know that that high insulin levels diminish the brain capacity and cause that plaque buildup that cause dementia and Alzheimer's. I mean, there's we have evidence now. We just need to do something about it. And like you said, start now so that, yes, you can have a better quality of life now, but also later as you're aging, you're not going to go through that. You're not going to put your family through that because it's you and your family that are watching her decline. You know, she's in her happy place. You're going through the hell. And so, you know, we don't want to put our families, our children through that kind of hell. Do something about it now. Yeah, I think you're going to agree with me on this and we'll just predict the future now. But you've got this massive, massive movement of women finding out that hormone therapy is a thing and it's available and they're running out and they're doing it. Mm -hmm. On top of that, you have this insane and I don't know your opinion on this, but I'm going to throw it out there. You have this insane run for peptides, right? Whether it's weight loss or not, but it is peptides. And like you said, there is a lot happening in the improvement of our brain. And in the next, you know, when these 40-year-olds start hitting 60 and 70, and there is a massive decline yeah. in Alzheimer's, yeah. everyone will be like, what happened? And we're like, oh, remember the Wakecraft movement when everyone got <laughs> hormone therapy and, you know, fixed their thyroid and got on peptides and actually started showing up in the world and using their brains? That That's what happened. That's what happened. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you, girl. Thank you for coming on here and sharing everything and your your pain and your struggles and just everything you're doing for women. So I greatly appreciate it. And like I said, women out there do as well. Well, it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. 